as everyone has seen outside, it's a beautiful summer day. It's actually been a beautiful summer so far. Rains in the afternoons. Our snowpack is actually at something like 4,000% of normal. It's, it's been very, very bountiful in Colorado this year. After a season of drought, we're now in a season of plenty. And a season of plenty, of course, means that I, I spent much of this week, which I took Wednesday through Friday off. I had to take Wednesday because my lovely wife was down at the Secretary of State's building working on her referendum. Thursday, of course, being Independence Day, and I only going to return for one day, work day after all that. So I spent most of this week out in the garden. And this may surprise my parents at this point, but I really like gardening. I like getting out and pulling weeds. I like my hands in the soil. My mom's disbelief is visible for those of you who can't see her. This would have been very helpful to her when I was a teenager. But one of the things about weeding is that you can really see what you're doing. You start with a patch of weeds and you finish with bare dirt, suitable for cultivation, suitable for doing something with. If you're weeding a garden, you see how overgrown it is. Weeding is used often in scripture as a metaphor. It's a metaphor for cleaning our lives because it both feels good and is visible when you take that action. Yeshua speaks of it, of course, with the parables of the sower. The weeds are the cares of the world that if not tended will choke out the scripture in your life. He also, of course, uses it in the metaphor of the tares in the wheat, something that is being sown in a field that doesn't belong. It's, of course, Familiar both to us and to the farmers of first century Roman Palestine that Yeshua was preaching to. So how do we deal with weeds? What is the first thing that you notice? I told you I just spent a week weeding, and I, I did a good job, if I do say so myself. If you went and looked in my garden yesterday, you would say, wow, there aren't many weeds there at all. Matt really went thoroughly through this garden. And if you return to my garden a week and a half from now, you would never know that I did it. Because we all, we all know that feeling. We all know that you get in there, you assault those weeds, you rip them out, and you come back a week later, and it's, it's like you didn't do anything. It's like there's no progress at all. That's the process of cleaning our lives from sin, from the cares of this world. Every time that we pull something out, we only increase the amount of work we have to do in the future. One of the things my wife reminded me as I was writing this sermon is one of the ways that we get more weeds in our garden is by weeding. Because every time you weed, you turn up the soil and more weed seeds are brought closer to the surface where they have to be weeded again. There are roots that are left behind, especially one of the weeds we've got all over is bindweed, morning glory. And it is incredibly difficult to pull that out by the root. You pull it and it just breaks off at the root, ready to grow more bindweed. It's not easy. Uh, yesterday, there's a neglected corner of our yard by the kitchen window, behind a fence. You can't see it from the road. We don't spend much time there. And I went back and there were weeds that tall because I hadn't weeded it all year yet. And I had to really get gloves on and get down and rip those weeds out because they had been pretty established when I got back to that corner. The other thing is that there are some things that are beautiful and useful in the right place and are weeds in the wrong place. The dandelion is a wonderful herb. Its petals can be used to make wine. 
which is delicious, its roots can be used to make a caffeine-free coffee or can be used to make root beer. It was brought over to the New World by the French because it was so valuable. You can do anything with it. It's nectar for bees. Every part of it is edible. It's one of the few plants that has literally no part of it that's dangerous to humans. There are fields of dandelions that we cultivate because they are valuable. And if it's put in the wrong place, it will destroy other cash crops. It has deep roots and will beat shallower roots to the nutrients. It's hard to eradicate once it gets in an area. If you're trying to grow something that isn't dandelion in a dandelion field, it will lose. Dandelion's a tremendously durable plant. And there are many things in our lives that are like this. The urge to eat, the urge of attraction between a man and a woman, valuable, powerful, and used in the right way, entirely good for human consumption. But when put in the wrong place, they can be just as destructive. It's an excellent way to view the desires that we've been given. The main sins of America today are dandelion sins. They're things that God gave us to be valuable, to be healthy, to be something that fills us up with vitality. And when put in the wrong place, they will choke out the Word of God. There are also, of course, pure weeds. In the parable of the tares and the weeds, does everyone know what we call tares today? They're called tares in Scripture. Today they're poison darnel. That's the English name for it. A botanist once said that it looks like it's been designed just to be a parable, which I can leave right as it is. It looks exactly like wheat all the way as it's growing up until it finally flowers and you realize it's false wheat. Very dangerous if you eat it. It is poisonous, causing hallucinations. It comes alongside wheat because it appears so similar that it is difficult to weed out before the flowering, which is, of course, why Yeshua uses it as a metaphor, and probably why God created it that way. But imagine a society in which we say, no, 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 Darnell has much right to exist as wheat. It looks just the same. This marriage between a man and a woman looks just the same as a marriage between a man and a man, right? Until you see the fruit of it. And the fruit of one is vitality and life bread, the literal bread of life, and the other is literally poison. And they're difficult to distinguish. And of course, weeding a garden once doesn't change anything. Weeding is a lifelong occupation. It's something you've got to do constantly. It's something you have to learn to enjoy because you're going to be doing it all the time if you own a garden. So, how am I talking about scripture today? The scripture today, how to weed your garden. Because Yeshua talks about it in John. So, what does Yeshua say? No sign is given to this sinful generation except the sign of the serpent, of the brazen serpent that must be lifted up. Because what happens if you're in a pit of serpents? You don't get bitten once and then you're done. That's not how it works. 
The brazen serpent has to be kept up there for the whole plague. Because if you're bitten once, you have to look at the serpent. And then you're going to get bitten again. There's a plague of serpents throughout the camp. God has not removed these weeds from the camp. That's not the miracle he did. The plague of serpents is here because of us. These weeds in the garden, they're here because we brought them here. And when you look upon the one raised up on the stick, it heals you. It weeds your garden. That's the sign which is given to this generation. But just as weeding the garden brings up new seeds, being bitten by the serpent doesn't remove the plague of the serpents. That plague is still with the children of Israel. Every time they are bitten, what do they have to do anew? have to look upon the serpent anew. Look upon the one raised on the stake. So why is Yeshua a serpent in this case? That's a really unusual metaphor because the serpent is entirely throughout scripture a mark of Satan. Well Yeshua certainly isn't Satan. I think we can all agree on that. So how is in this one case a serpent used as the sign Son of God. Well, to do that again, we go to Scripture. For the Son of God became sin, cleanse us of our sins. When he was put on the cross, for the first time ever, he became sin to take all our sins upon him. And he cries out for the first time, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabatani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? For the first time, the sinless Son of God has taken on the sins of the whole world. For the first time, he has sin that he is dying for. Our sin, the bites of all the serpents, the weeds throughout all the garden, are now on the one man who doesn't deserve it. And he is lifted up on a stake as sin. That is why he's a serpent. That is the sign that is given, is that the man who does not deserve it, the one who is never bitten by a snake, the sinless one has become sin because we are full of sin. And he took all of that upon himself. So now our duty is to know when we are bitten, to know when there's a weed in the garden, to know when we need to look upon the cross, to look upon the sign given to us. And every time we are bitten, we need to look. Because what happens when you've spent a lifetime weeding, when you've spent summer after summer weeding? You come out and you finally see good soil. And what does Yeshua say in the parable of the sower that the good soil will bring forth? Good soil will bring forth a harvest a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. And that's what your weeding is for. Your weeding is so that you are good soil. And when you are good soil, that's when a harvest comes forth. That's when you can see the seeds that you have planted, that God has planted in your heart. Bring forth that fruit. When you can be an example to others, when you can go and help them till their soil, 
and increase the bounty that God is bringing forth. That is the sign that is given to this generation. The sign of the serpent on the stick. The sign of the man who has no sin on the cross. The sign of the weeds being turned into good soil. The cares of this world no longer choking out those things that God would have in your life. So go and do likewise. Bring forth a harvest a hundred times, sixty times, or thirty times. <laughs>